Hello, and welcome to the Offensive Security Podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Miller. Joining me today is content developer, Matteo Malvica. Matteo has experience in both pen testing and exploit development on Windows and Linux. At Offsec, he's contributed to both the SOC 200 and Pen 200 courses, and I'm excited to speak with him about all things defense and offense today. Welcome, Matteo. How are you? Hi, Jeremy. Nice to be here. All good, all good here. Um, so it's, uh, it's exciting here. At, uh, at, at Offsec, it's almost a year that I've been joining here, and I'm already contributed to, to so many projects there. It's hard to keep track, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a lot going on. Yeah, um, a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, really excited to have you here today. I think this is one of your first appearances uh, publicly at Offsec, so that's really cool. Um, I want to dive into SOC 200 and PEN 200 and everything we have going on there. But first, can you, um, can you tell us a little bit about your background, how you got into security, and how you found yourself getting into Offsec? Sure. Well, um, I'm originally from Italy. I uh, moved to, to Norway about 10 years ago. And uh, my background is uh, is network engineering and uh, telecom background and and sysenge, sys I will say. And uh, after I got my 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 certification like CCA and and so forth, I just uh, developed the tendency to learn more and more how stuff works, basically. And, and infosec in particular, uh, uh, hacking and playing playing with tools uh, brought me a good way to 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 specialize and and see how. Things worked uh, under the hood, basically, and then I started my my OSCP in 2017, and uh, and took other offense security certification afterwards, um, and then I and then I started moving to the infosec as a as a job, and I I started working as a as a consultant in a, in a pen testing uh, team, and as you know one of the largest MSSP in. Uh, in the Nordics, and I was uh, I was part of the, of the pen testing team doing different kind of gigs like network pen testing, AD pen testing, web apps, everything that could could come on my on my desk. I was just eager to pick it up, and um, yeah, and then um, then I I just you know uh, I just continued working as a consultant, but uh, I just I just wanted to have the other side of the of the world and then I and um, so after that after being a consultant a consultant for for a few years as a as a pen tester I decided to to bring two passion together so uh, at that time I was used just to to uh, take notes uh, first just just privately and then I decided to to use my personal blog post to to put on uh, on paper digital paper my my idea and thoughts and uh, so I thought was was a nice way to also Develop my own thoughts in a, in a more uh, structured and uh, and uh, and meaningful way, you know. So and then it's how I just learned that I that I really love writing content, how to to communicate stuff and and concept to to other people, and so that's why I, I got in touch with Offsec in the end. So I I just realized that being a content dev maybe would would probably be a a wonderful full time job. Is it, and is it? it? Is it 100%, 200% actually, <laughs> because it, it mixes different, different kind of aspects of what I was doing before. And it mixes the, the, the R&D part and mixes the, the pen testing part. And, the, and of course, bringing it all together and trying to, uh, to explain to, you know, to, to our students in a, in, a, in a best possible way and in the offset way. So 
while keeping everything really hands-on and, and practical with the real world cases as well. Yeah, you, you mentioned um, how writing has made it easier to, to express yourself more clearly. Uh, I'm also, I'm also uh, a burgeoning writer. I uh, just started writing some blog posts and some content as well. And it's amazing how clear things seem in your head until you actually put it on paper. That, that's that's totally true. You know, uh, it, it will not be clear in in your head until you're able to explain it to your granny, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in, in simple terms. Uh, exactly. So, uh, Matteo, is is being a content developer pretty much what you expected, or did you did you expect it to be different? How does it compare to you know, let's say, normal consulting work? Yeah, without revealing too much on how we work at uh, at 06 since uh, I would like to keep it, you know, this, this magical aura <laughs> around it. It is, of course. <laughs> but uh, it's it's quite different from being a consultant, you know. Uh, you just on on with the project for a cup for a limited period of time. And uh, while at OFSEC you're actually, you know, like is is like raising a little a little baby and you, you see develop your, your own content until it becomes a full-blown course. And that's uh, that's totally different. It's uh, it, it involves a lot with the with the creative process um, on one side and on the other on the other side you, you just keep doing R and D and and test stuff on uh, on on the virtual machine on on your on your code you, you verify that your ideas and your your assumption are correct before before writing anything basically and that's that's what uh, really it's it's interesting in uh, in being a, a content dev and it's uh, definitely a nice mix between creative and technical and communication yeah. work there's there's a nice a nice blend there it's a nice blend there uh, absolutely and also it's uh, it's nice to be in a, in a team that you know has been doing this this kind of work for for decades now and uh, they are uh, you know geared to to do that and it's um, it's fascinating to work together with such people and uh, with their expertise and everyone has own expertise in a different way and it's it's a nice plan to work in a, in such a team where everyone can help each other with, uh, with different you know knowledge and um, and and expertise and Speaking of expertise, you are really on the offensive side of things, and yet uh, the first project that you worked on at Offsec was uh, SOC 200. What was it like doing research on the blue side of the fence? Um, how was that experience for you, and uh, how did you apply your offensive skills in that new domain? That's that's uh, that's true, and um, I can also add that being a consultant sometimes uh, it's not always black and white. Uh, when I was doing pen testing as a, as a consultant, sometimes you are involved uh, and you and you find out yourself in different gigs that involves both blue and, and red teams. So it's also I got a chance to also see how how does it work in the, on the other side of the of the world. So more defensive, but yeah, you're right, Jeremy. My background is mainly mainly offensive, so. Um, we also thought about SOC 200 in uh, in in different in a different way in the offsec where in the offsec way where we give students the tool and the um, and the and the skill set in the end on how to actually um, see the attacker works and how the attack lay down traces in the logs and that's why uh, a pen testing mindset helps a lot around that because yeah i had to do my my r d a little bit on uh, how how stuff works when it comes to logging because it was my it wasn't my first uh, uh domain knowledge 
per se, but but um, but knowing how the attack works helps a lot during during R and D and speeded up the whole process. And I, and especially, I just I just knew what to give to the students in in terms of uh, how to detect this this kind of attack or the other the other kind of a, of attack. Like like for instance, on on Linux, uh, we go through different kind of uh, automated attack in 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 the sense that the students doesn't have to know how to build the attack itself they just need to to see how the footprints looks like in the in the log files and being being able to generate this kind of attacks in in an automated fashion it it helps building the the whole course material yeah one of one of my favorite parts of the course is how once you learn how to find certain information, uh, certain artifacts, you are then asked to write some scripts that let you automate your process when you have an unknown, unknown machine that you're working on. Um, what, are, what are some of the principles that students can take when they're trying to write scripts like this? That's, that's very true, Jeremy. And uh, we, we try to apply this, uh, this principle of gathering the necessary information that you that you have in your logs can be both Linux and Windows machines. But essentially, when you have a particular kind of attack, uh, you wanna you wanna get the the behavioral part of it, right? And you can start playing with small script, and 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 this kind of um, of of, um, of of work of task can can just become more uh, more modular modular in the sense that all these kind of scripts that you, you develop for Windows specifically or Linux specifically, they can be gathered and automated in a, in a single point. Like, like when you have a SOC, you, you can just automate all these uh, events fetching uh, scripts and, uh, and ultimately they, they're gonna be uh, used to gather logs in, in a CMM. And when the course will be completed, we're, we're gonna walk through students into uh, how CM work, how the how the CM uh, machine and uh, and system will help gather facts from um, from the clients and servers, and uh, basically how to make sense of everything. Because you know, in the in normal in the average enterprise, are gonna have tons tons of logs from any kind of, of endpoint, and having a one si one single brain that helps uh, making sense of all these all these logs that will be beneficial, and that's that's how junior junior uh, defender analysts will uh, will help. Uh... So Matteo, just for our listeners who may not be in the know about security operations, what exactly is a CM and how does it help a security operations analyst? A CM is a security information and event management technology and system that helps uh, SOC basically and an enterprise in general on, uh, on how to gather different kind of logs that are coming that are coming from different uh, and various uh, source, like a Linux host, a Windows host, or even firewall and uh, and network middleware. Uh, not every company, not every software generates logs in the in the same fashion, in the same format. And CM also helps to translate and put in in, in the same language this kind of this kind of logs format, and uh, and also allows uh, the junior SOC analysts to, to see and walk, walk, walk through the, the logs in, uh, in uh, almost real time and, in, uh, and from one single point of view, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Plus more, 
uh, there's nowadays there's a lot of plugins into CM, into open source CM, both open source and uh, and commercial CM solution where they allow allows you to correlate events. So let's say you are under attack and you have uh, an event that is touching firewall logs, the Linux logs, and the Windows logs, for instance, and you are able to gather all the timelines of these events plus the CM will just give you an a special alert based based on the behavioral aspects of the of the events on this kind of different machines. Learning the material in SOC 200 really makes me feel like a, like a private investigator. Yeah, um, yeah. What, um, what advice would you have for students who are looking to get into this material? Well, um, this, is, this is one of the first um, rolling release courses that, that we're going to uh, have as, as an offset. So I would just suggest, since there's no, no particular prerequisite for this course, but um, students will have the, the opportunity to go through the 100 materials that we have, the, the foundational material that they will find. And uh, they will find both PEN 100 and, uh, and, and SOC 100. Uh, if they just have no experience at all, they can use those, those foundational theory to, to start. And um, and use before going through the SOC 200 material. Yeah, um, for sure. Going going through the 100 level fundamental. Mm -hmm. Th that would definitely very good helps. idea. Mm -hmm. And uh, but if if a student ha has already some prior knowledge or expertise in in the field, they could just start the the course ahead, since it's supposed to have the to have the same level as PWK, I would say. So it, it doesn't require special special skills when it's come to coding or, or when it comes to uh, to sys engineering, for instance, everything is, uh, it's, it's explained inside each, each topic. So for PEN 200, we often say that the prerequisites are system administration, networking, and scripting to some degree. Would you agree that those are the same prerequisites required for SOC 200 or would you change that or change the weights a little bit? More or less, yes. But uh, I will say, since uh, the attacker most of the time has to do more heavy weighting than than the defender, so, so yeah. nowadays, especially than, than like 10, 15 years ago, uh, defending it's somehow less related to to building uh, something from scratch, right? Um, so when it comes to we have some scripting uh, exercise inside uh, SOC 200, but that's uh, that might require, you know, a basic scripting um, knowledge. And if you, if a student really have no scripting or coding uh, expertise or background, they then again they they can go through our our uh, hundred level material. That will definitely help. But uh, if you're eager to learn and you're a fast learner, you can just pick up the code example there in the in the course. Um, and of course, sys engineering is uh, is important. A uh, little background of, of system engineering is important since we are covering two different worlds: there are Windows and, and, and Linux, and uh, we delve a little bit into how logs are generated on both operating systems. So that that raises a good question. Um, let's say somebody is is very familiar with Linux and they want to start learning about Windows. Uh, and the opposite question: someone's very familiar with Windows, they want to start learning about Linux. What do you think are the best ways to go about those respective problems? Yeah, that's that's a very good question, Jeremy. Um, we can, you know, if you're new to the field, you can just gain some expertise uh, by playing uh, CTF or or get some some uh, 
knowledge of operating the system by starting uh, being a, a pen tester or a, or a, or a junior stock analyst, for instance, you, you get some exposure of of this um, of this um, different kind of a, of technology, I would say. So there's no good or, or bad way to to become acquainted to uh, to operating the system. And to be to be fairly honest, there's a lot of overlap. If you want to go, even if you start digging deeper between Linux and Windows, you, you're going to find a lot, of, a lot of overlap when it comes to operating system internals, but okay. on Linux and Windows. So uh, it's it's always good to pick up. So my suggestion would be just pick up one favorite, your favorite operating system, go deep as much as you can. If you if you would like to go deep as a security uh, professional, just do that because once you you start, you're going to find out that. A lot of the stuff you're you're learning on a, on one OS, you can just apply it on uh, on the on, on on Linux or or even macOS. All right, Mateo, that's great. Thank you. Uh, before we move on to Pen Two Hundred, let's um, ask one more question here on SOC Two Hundred. What are the next topics coming out in the Offsec Training Library? Well, we are uh, we are about to release uh, a couple of, to of topics related to. Um, to network vision in Chalang, for instance, is gonna is gonna happen probably in uh, this month or in uh, in a couple of months from now, quite soon. And then we we're gonna have uh, three separate topics on Active Directory uh, from a defensive perspective. So one topic on enumeration, one topic on Active Directory lateral movement, and one topic on Active Directory uh, persistent. And most likely, uh, they will they will happen between. It's going to be released between Q2 and Q3, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, and uh, students can see our perspective uh, roadmap for the course on the course page. Uh, visit www.offsec.com and look for the SOC 200 page. Yes. All right, so let's move on to Pen 200. Um, PWK is, is really Offsec's flagship course. It just received a big update in terms of something called topic exercises. Can you tell us a little bit about what topic exercises are and um, why we decided to start implementing them? Well, topic exercises, I think, are, are really, really cool because they give students uh, a bridge uh, between what we had before in, uh, in Pen 300. Uh, historically, PWK Pen 300 was just a course that uh, had exercise in each, in each module that basically brought a student to redo what they what they learn in the topic and, and in the module and um, and and redo the, the same exercise basically without giving any yeah and uh, while topic exercise just give you give the student uh, a complete penetration testing practice so they they have they have to power on a VM and and play with the VM after reading the question and then find find a flag. So a topic exercise, uh, I will say they, they have three components, a question, a machine, and uh, and a flag. So one student is uh, has read the, the, the question, they just power on um, a virtual machine through the, uh, that, that they will find in, in some places during, during the module and the, on the offset training library. And once they, they, want, they went through the, the question they just uh, play with the, with the challenge and and if they find the flag they can submit it in the in the content library in the offset training library 
and uh, and the portal, the training library would just say would just state if they if the answer were were was correct or not. Uh, this way, I think it's it's really cool because students can can play uh, more on different concepts and different challenges that are not strictly speaking into into the course material. Uh, while of course the topic are are still in the course, but those specific exercises they will not be covered by by the training material. So we try to challenge the student a little bit further, just so they can also prep this way for the for the PWK exam. Yeah, it's all about applying the skills that you learn in a way that's hands-on, uh, quick to quick to perform, and easy to see if you get feedback. Um, easy to get feedback. From the yeah. from the machine from the platform. from the machine and and it's and it's trackable uh, real time I would say so you can keep track of your of your progress uh, by yourself or, or through a company through your company if you have a team of of different people working on on uh, on Pen two hundred so it's uh, it's very nice to to be able to measure your your learning process this way and it's even more fun more fun to to do that. All right, so uh, we're recording this in the second week of February. I'm not. 100% sure when this will be released, um, but probably within a few weeks from when you're hearing this, we'll be releasing the second and final batch of uh, topic exercises for PWK. Really excited about that. So, Mateo, that's excellent concerning topic exercises. Uh, I know we are currently working a little bit on PWK at the moment as we speak. Uh, it's a little bit too early to reveal what's coming down the pipeline there, but I'm very excited about getting all this new material out to students. All right, Matteo, we are nearing at the end of our time here. Uh, let's end with a few rapid fire questions. Uh, what is your favorite exploit? My favorite exploit hasn't been invented yet. Oh. <laughs> jokes, jokes aside, I'll, uh, I don't have a, a favorite exploit. I just like to, to go through exploit B. And depending on the topic I'm studying, can be a heat-based exploit, can be a kernel-based exploit on, on Windows. I just like to, to see the... the the historical bit. So I just pick one uh, one topic that I'm studying, and I see how this kind of attack evolved throughout the years. So you can compare uh, older mitigation to the to the one that you have like nowadays, and see how a simple exploit that maybe took a couple of days to to develop 20 years ago, and now can take even month of of a whole team work. So that's that's the the way I approach um, exploit development in general. You can choose to spend your time doing pen testing or exploit development. Which one would you choose? Exploit development because I'm uh, I'm masochistic, you know. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite enumeration tool? I don't have a favorite enumeration tool, but uh, I normally, depending on on the target, I like to grab as much information as possible from different sources, including the you know human one. So having a background, a little bit of social engineering of the of the CS admin of the company and what what's their what's their their background and and so forth, that helps a lot during during a red teaming engagement or print testing. All right, and last one: what subfield of security most interests you today? Today, as a as as I said, I'm more versed on uh, on exploit dev, but uh, I also like to to build stuff. So I'm I'm also trying to spend some time into into how to how hypervisor works since they're, they're going to bring the new new level when it comes to mitigation. So it's it's important for exploit devs to learn how hypervisor works, not just Microsoft One, but uh, in general how the hypervisor will have an impact on uh, exploits in the in the near future.
All right. Well, Matteo, do you have anything else you would like to say to our audience? Um, yes, that I'm, I'm excited to be here. Uh, I'm excited to have new materials, uh, both for topic exercise, sub 200, and uh, the new Pentrider PWK materials coming soon. So I hope you'll enjoy the, the course as much as I enjoyed writing it. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us, Matteo. It was really a pleasure to speak with you today. Uh, to our students and listeners, you can follow us on uh, Twitter, on Facebook, LinkedIn. Uh, feel free to join us on Discord and continue the conversation. You can reach out to Matteo and I on there. And uh, Matteo, just for so people know, what is your handle? My handle is a UFO on, uh, on Twitter or also Matteo Malvik, my full name, both. All right, Mr. UFO, thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day. And bye, everyone. Thanks.